What do you got, an itch? I'd love to scratch it. Rush, rush. How did he do such fantastic stunts with such little feet? If you got an itch, now we're at scratch. Rush, rush. 16B. Oh, take off, you hoser. Rush Rash. Rush Rash, a weekly listen through the Rush catalog of studio tracks, one cut at a time, with your co-hosts, Chaz and Chats. Go on, say it, Rush Rash with Chaz and Chats, Rush Rash with Chaz and Chats. Hot damn, A. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Damn it. Okay, that's the problem. It's when things are in full screen mode, and it wipes everything out, and moves it all like you want to move the whole thing this way, and then it brings it all back this way. Fucking Apple. Tell you what, you know, these goddamn computer shots. I can't take it no more. I, I went from uh, being the PC guy, guy with the fucking PC, but what? I don't know. 30 years? How long's Rush been in business? I've been fucking using fucking PCs, long ass time, took an opportunity here this year to go to the MacBook, thanks to my handy dandy Costco card and a really nice discount, and I tell you what, I've really liked it, but man, there's a lot to fucking learn with these things, know what I mean? It's a whole different animal. Ah, it's all different, man. It's like, you know, as much as they're interoperable these days, as much as you can use your peripherals and other shit, like, you know, you can actually run Windows on a fucking Mac now, but uh, God damn, uh-huh. there are just some things. And they just, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but this is, was my experience with the old PCs. You'd always do uh, the uh, old Windows update and it would always fuck everything up. And <laughs> yep. your Mac friends would laugh at you and tell you, oh, that doesn't happen with a Mac. Well, mm-hmm. fuck you. It just happened with a Mac. And the thing that's really goddamn frustrating with that is that, you know, it's integrated with your phone. And so, like, everything you rely on is kind of all synchronized in these devices now. And so when one thing gets fucked, it seems like they all kind of get a little fucked now. So, yep. yeah. Welcome to the world we're living in. <laughs> and that's... Where are we? We're on the we're on the crazy ward on the floor here at Rush Rash. Welcome. Welcome to Rush Rash. Is that a good opening? Well, thank you, Chaz. How are you, man? I'm all right. And you are? Who are you? I'm the Shots. You're the Shots. You're a co-host, and I am Chaz. That's right. Coming in action. We're doing Rush Rash. We're ranting about computers. We're fucking talking about Rush. We got all kinds of shit tonight. We got thick Jersey accents. Why is that? Why do I keep slipping in and out of that? I don't know. You know, because I think we got a lot to do. I think, you know, when I when I get serious and I got to think about, hey, well, what's the fucking business at hand? You know, I get the little, uh, uh, that, that comes out. It's like a soprano. It's like a North Jersey thing. I don't know. It's like, the you know, that's the alpha male that kind of comes out. I don't know. That's why I got to scratch my itch. Rush kind of brings that down, right? <laughs> it was really nice to yeah. have the guys here last week, right, from Why Why Not. We got a nice inclusion song. I got to oh, say. they were great. Wasn't that a great show? We had those guys. They were wonderful. God, Billy Fantastic Alexander. Show. Holy shit. Tim Staracci. I mean, come on. These guys are legends and shit, you know, and I... 
I don't know, I listened back, maybe I sounded like a little bit like a fanboy, I don't know, but I didn't really, you know, until <laughs> last week's show, I honestly didn't realize that I had actually been in with them from the beginning at Why Why Not. I didn't wasn't really comprehending like ever that that was their first record, but like I had heard, I, I don't, I guess I must have been in one of those Rush fan groups that Billy talked about in terms of posting the uh, content out to the internet. I think that's how I heard it and I fell in love with it. And the thing that I, I, you know, what I didn't realize is that uh, for years I've had them in um, a Rush playlist. And so when I was listening to Rush, they were in rotation with Rush. So especially oh, cool. like, yeah, so it's really just, um, you know, I think that was really just neat to be able to have them here and, um, you know, just realize that this is a band that is really just at a place where I think they've just kind of taken off, man. I mean, this third record is is phenomenal i don't know if you spent a lot of time with light and shade but wow i have to listen more to it yeah. i'm gonna have to download that you're gonna have, have to Apple. before you go showing up at their gig <clears throat> oh for sure yeah for that's sure right so did you go but, have a slice with timmy yet or what not yet not Come yet but i'll, I'll put that on the list of things to do you need, but they you were just so do it and go get some pizza come on Everybody's got to eat and talk. I, I, yeah, I got I got all the time in the world. With Tim Starachi, come on. <laughs> um, they were just so gracious with their time and 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 giving with their their stories and and talk about their band and how they started. It was a fantastic interview, and I I found it really interesting. So and, did uh, I. Hopefully, yeah. our fans did too. Hey, I'll tell you what, you know, it was really nice to sit back and listen to you talk shop with these guys. It was really a wonderful thing. You did a wonderful <laughs> job, my my friend and my co-host. I got to compliment you on your work. The well, crowd thank goes you, nuts. Chaz. The crowd is going fucking nuts, as you can hear. Ah, uh, come You're on. doing great. I think you are the, the hidden gem. You are the guy that we, we polish off the edges, and all of a sudden he's going to be the diamond and the star, and pretty soon, what, he's Diamond Al, and he's fucking out of here. He's doing his own fucking podcast. <laughs> he's got his own meet and greets. He's got T-shirts, all kinds of merch. Uh, I, the, the wheels are spinning, dude. Ah, come on. You got the rash. No, you never know. The rash, I think it's spreading, as I think I, I, I tried to share with you. Our friend Greg Wolfie Wolf. Oh, he's got the itch. It's uh, it's bad. He keeps texting me stuff. That's yeah. awesome. Maybe he's he'll go rush. see that... Maybe you'll go see that uh, that show on the fifth. I told this uh, guy to go. The Why Why Not show. We built him up. We built him up. Yeah. So yeah, he's got to go. Um, you know, I I think um, he was uh, he was a little nervous that you were listening to regarding Roger. I just why is that? Well, I think he might have been concerned that maybe he said some stuff about you there. I don't think. Wolfie was really thinking that Chats was going to listen into regarding Roger, the other podcast that we have going on. Uh, I actually Rush dug family. it. Oh, I, did I you? liked it. Yeah, yeah. But did you like the song? I wanted to ask you. What did you think? I thought um, Roger's take on the first, very first part uh, was kind of cool. It reminded me of the old Moody Blues song with that guy. Breathe deep. The gathering gloom, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Didn't it sound like that? It did. It did. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. Like, is it you know Roger coming in with the lens of an eighty-year-old, or is it like some other character? I'm, I'm not. You know, 
haven't i uh one of the questions that came up was like have you guys listened to this thing it's like no we have not so we are not listening to it i guess we didn't make that clear we're not listening to it ahead of time it's a surprise for us as we listen so um the only thing i've done to prepare is you know get get reschooled on the old uh, um to the extent that i knew it as a fan um, but you know, I, I, I didn't I didn't know that there was a message to uh, an overriding message to the album. I didn't realize that there was a political message. Uh, certainly, there was an emotional message. I've always tied their work to like mental health issues and other things anyway, and drugs, right? So kind of like the combination yeah. of well, you've done too many drugs and now you lost your fucking mind. I mean, I don't think it's too much. It's not rocket science here. And I know a couple casualties walking around Piscataway, New Jersey. I think probably still to this day, perhaps that have never come back. <laughs> from sessions where we were listening to Pink Floyd and other things. So, yeah. I don't think there was a message. Yes, I, I, If there was a message, I certainly no. didn't get it. And my 12-year-old self when I first heard it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know... 12-year-old? Wait, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In 1973? 75 was whoa. the first time I heard it. Wow, 75, okay. Boomer says what? Boomer! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I bring that up again? I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, hey. That's terrible. You know, Boomer! Time marches yeah. on. Time stands still. Time does no. not stand still. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, but Chats, it, what's your wait? It'll, uh-huh. it'll be interesting to see what Roger claims he was trying to say yeah. in the original. And why... What was he saying then that's still relevant today? And he's saying that we missed the point, right? So that's where that is. You know, we're we're not just sitting down and putting on the headphones and smoking a joint, listening to the thing, really analyzing it. So who knows where it's going to go. But anyway. Well, I think it's it's going to be a much more interesting deep dive than probably Lulu was. Oh, Lulu. God, don't bring that up. Regarding Lulu. (laughs) podcast that will live on in infamy as why did they think that was a good idea so <laughs> you well, can go find he, out yeah lou was at at the end and he said fuck it i'm gonna do what i want to do he really did he did he said fuck it man life this is what you dealt me and this is what i'm giving you to think about as i leave this <laughs> right. place and I'm going to have my friends bash it into your head with their uh, imp- improvised uh, metal. And uh, wow, what a sledgehammer and what an exploration. And that thing will just live on, like I said, in infamy out there. The Deep Dive Network, you can go find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, every place else regarding Lulu here for yourself. What that was all about. But this is the podcast where we talk about Rush. That's right. Let's get rush. back to current events here. What the here. fuck? We go on all these tangents there, Shaz. Oh, all right. Well, I, I got to say that, you know, there's not a whole lot of new stuff happening. Of course, you know, Rush is not uh, doing very much uh, at all. But we got... Uh, <laughs> but there's news. There is the, news. There's a little bit of news. So We got uh, Getty Lee's My in Life coming up. Right. I got my tickets for the Beacon Theater. I am psyched. Can't and wait. what else do we have going on before the t- big event at the Beacon Theater right down the block? What do we have? What? What do we have? I don't know. I don't we know. Announced it. We announced it on our on our, on our show. What are you doing? You, oh, you're, you're hanging out. I can't remember these things. <laughs> oh, we're hanging around out around the block at the- uh, You're hanging out at, at the, the bar. Pub. This is called the effing meetup with the Shets at The Amsterdam. Dark Bullet. 
Dark the Bullet. Dakota. That's the one. That's I the one, the Dark I Bullet? Think. Okay. That's, uh, sure, right yeah, there. that's like three blocks away. There you go. Okay. This is uh, on 72nd Street. All right. Between Broadway and Columbus. All right. I think that's what that's what it was. I will go back Perfect. and listen to that podcast and <laughs> uh, and confirm that. We will confirm that next week's episode. Yes, and we want people reaching out. You can ping us at Rush Rash, but let's get the meetup going. Uh, so many Rush Rashers in the tri-state area. If you're going to the effing show, come to the effing meetup. Have an effing drink with your effing co-host. The effing chats. God, what am I going to have to do? Wear a name tag or something? Just say I'm effing chats. My name is effing chats. Effing chats. There you go. That's it. Well, you maybe should uh, be on the lookout for effing chats. Maybe Danforth and Pape can make up a special shirt that uh, well, says effing chats for my meetup. Effing chats. I tell you what. Here's the deal. How do you do it, Chats? You, you're wearing one of those, my name is Effin Chats, and you mind. wear your very nice Lakeside Park t-shirt that was provided to you by our wonderful sponsors at Danforth and Pate. How was yeah. that? Going to your mailbox, opening up a nice little black pouch with the oh, seal it was... from the great country up north from us. The yeah. maple leaf. Nice seal on the black envelope. You open it up. It's such a nice experience. You take this wonderful T-shirt out. The ones that they shared with us are the Lakeside Park shirts, right? Really nice. You can see I'm wearing Oh, it was mine. awesome. Yes. I'm, I'm going to wear mine at my gig this weekend. What I really enjoyed was the inclusion of the Dead Tree Media page location device. The free the free device that they gave us. That was wonderful. Yeah. What? It was huh? branded with the Omega the concern. It was branded with the Omega concern. <laughs> ah, it's called, it's called the dead science. tree. What did you call it? The dead tree. This is tree. a dead, a dead tree media kind of page location device. <laughs> patent pending. Patent pending. Uh, number nineteen one nine five seven dash two one one two. Otherwise known as a bookmark. Bookmark. Wonderful, right? <laughs> So they're they're so clever. I love the dispatches from the home office at Danforth and Pape. Uh, wonderful dispatch, uh, wonderful couple of dispatches over the past few days, but one in particular uh, regarding the anniversary of counterparts. I would encourage you to go out and follow Danforth and Pape at Facebook. Their posts are inspirational uh, daily. Uh, and uh, truly very creative, uh, as they as they have shown us with their bookmarks. Yes, so, and. <laughs> And possibly buy some of their products. I say, Shats, the holidays are coming. And no matter what holidays you celebrate, here's what I typically do. Especially being uh, like most of our demographics, male in my mid-50s, like most guys. I have to go out and buy my own presents at this age. So what better way to get your outfits and your wardrobe refreshed than to stop by and get your insider joke rush t-shirts love these shirts tell you what here's a real story was wearing it came today i put it on immediately and i had to run out to home depot and damn if i didn't get somebody saying lakeside park that was pretty cool um What else did we have in the news? I saw somewhere that Rush has come out with their official 2024 50th anniversary wall calendar. So I guess that's Rush news, dude. Well, um, and then there's something else here that I'm seeing. Uh, Getty Lee talks Rickenbacker 
in a new bass player magazine interview. Oh, what do we have there? Yeah. Keddy Lee recently chatted with Bass Player Magazine's Joel McIver about the Rickenbacker famous 4001 bass, Ged's instrument of choice back in Russia's earlier days. And I have to say, I love the sound of the Rick 4001. It's got oh, such a snappy, like, right? yeah. awesome sound. And you can you could definitely pick it out if you're listening. You can hear it. Um, I hear it on Yes albums. Chris Squire plays a a, a Rick four thousand one, and I'm I'm guessing um, that it's possible that Getty Lee, because Chris Squire was one of his idols, that Getty Lee started playing that Rick bass because of Chris Squire. I don't know that for sure. I am just guessing, but um, it's an educated guess. You certainly, sound pretty confident. But I love the sound. I yeah, love man. the get the sound of that bass. Well, what was Tim saying that he felt the epitome of Getty's sound was the exit stage left era? I wonder if that's what he was playing. He sure was. There you go. Yeah, he didn't he didn't start playing the jazz, the Fender jazz bass until after moving pictures for sure. Uh I don't know exactly when, but it was more in the um you know, hold your fire, test for echo, and th those years. Yeah, Got but it. certainly, and you can see him playing it on the on the Tom Sawyer video. He's playing that Rick bass. Oh, is that the one he's playing? Yes. Now that I think about it, and I'm looking at it on the screen here. Yeah, sure, of course, that is iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. So that'd be cool to uh, to take a look at that interview in uh, Bass Player Magazine. Yeah, and I think, you know what, everyone can do what we're doing. If you're not, you know, doing it regularly, go check out Rush is a Band, the blog. Um, so rushisaband.com, go to their blog. It looks like they are updating news every single day or every few days. Great updates from last week, and there'll be updates going forward. Um, apparently, there's a new A24 film called The Iron Claw. Uh, Tom Sawyer is featured in the trailer for this movie. I think I'll have to go check that out just to see it, just to see what that's all about. Um, but uh, I think this is uh, going to be kind of our new kind of go-to source for uh, news. So let's see. We've promoted your F and Meetup. We've promoted, uh, we've talked about some news. So we need first, that feedback. Yeah, go for it. We need the feedback. And that's what we're hearing. So thank you very much. Great lead in. Wanted to revisit our last guest before the boys in Why Why Not. We had Mr. Scott Monroe. Yeah, that's right. Everybody remembers him clearly. They loved him then. They love mentioning him now. Well, guess what? As promised, Scott went and wrote us a manifesto. What he's known for. To, hey, it's me. Uh, this was in response to us just posting episode six and you know putting the link out there. Um, you know, I had a ton of fun guesting on the show, even though I'm super casual in my knowledge of Rush, and he actually tagged Rush uh, in his post. Um, that, fresh, that freshness set me up for an incredibly nice surprise. So my manifesto is inbound. Here it is, one of five tweets with the hashtag Rush. Uh, so Scott, when I think of Rush, I think of their jamming, the rock synth metal prog journey of their most well-known hits and of Getty Lee's helium-infused voice soaring within that jam. The wheel, though, had other plans. 
This was my first listen of Tears, and it subverted any expectations that I had. A simple, beautiful acoustic me melody. Getty sounds raw and I dare say angelic. The subtle inclusion of the Mellotron, which I initially thought was a flute, is a nice sonic layer. Lyrically, the song explores different types of tears we shed and the emotional impacts of life scenarios. This isn't cheesy ballad schmaltz. It's real. It's compelling. And the intonations Getty delivers, especially in the verses, elevates the earnestness of the experience. Ultimately, the song is smartly framed. The lyrics speak to intentional reflection and pose questions to us, the listener, as we're asked to ponder what emotional connections matter. This is a beautiful rock ballad done right, and I'm not sad the wheel bestowed this gem on us. Wow, Scott, wow. thank you for bestowing <laughs> this manifesto upon us. Okay. That was uh, that was beautifully stated. Scott Very Monroe eloquent. for the win. Thank you, right? Scott. Yeah, for the fucking win is what I put there. Yeah, that was excellent. It was really well said. Could not uh, and definitely cannot say it better myself. So, Scott, well done. Nope. Thank you very much. Um, chats, we've got other people talking to us out there. You want to take a look through our feed and scroll through and uh, uh, hold on. I know Stephen Ursell uh, commented on uh, this most recent post. Uh, this is uh, Lonesome George 5. Schatz has gone a bit rogue there with his fence-sitting vote, though. There's no room for reasonable, nuanced opinion here. We demand oversimplified and overconfident binary choices. Well, And that's you okay. going to the last episode with what the hell you pulled. This Holy stunt. This frig is... Hey, shit. look, I want to bring this up. I'm glad... I'm glad to, who's our friend here that brought this up for us? Uh, Lonesome George 5. Lonesome George 5. Hey, thank you very much. This is very pressing business here on the rash. Chats, this is the offline conversation we now have to have online. What the fuck were you thinking here? You can't... We, can't, we are not ambivalent. This is binary. This is thumbs up, thumbs down. There's no middle. And you don't go back and listen. The whole point of the show is extemporaneous. We're doing this, it's discovery. You like it or you didn't. It's like, you know, you might come to like it in a week, but when you first heard it, hey, that was a piece of shit. Now, I know, hey, oh, time out. That's a little strong. People typically are not going to ever say that about anything that Rush ever did, and that including myself. So let me take that back. Absolutely you might not. say, oh, I will wish them well on that one today using a you know your favorite canadian accent you know uh because you know they're nice guys and i just didn't do it for you as we talked on the first or second episode which oh wait listen to the bells my friend episode one vapor trails over 100 unique listens wow wow Ooh, the crowd's going crazy let's see more and more of those episodes getting up there they're getting close they're getting close we want to retain as many as possible. Remember, we got to sell this for multiples. Big money. <laughs> Big money. Big money goes around themes. the world. Do not forget our themes. Big money. We are in this because, A, number one, we're not political and we're never correct, right? And we want to sell this thing for multiples of what we're putting into it. Multiples. <laughs> to somebody. 
Anybody. Someone, anyone who's got the money to come up and say, hey, big money makes the world go round. Here you go. And then Make we us walk an offer. away. We go do something else on the beach. We do, you know, we, we go down the shore. I don't know, but we're going to do something, right? So anyway, where were we? Looking good, Chazzy Chaz. Looking good, Billy Ray. That's from Trading Places. Ah. <laughs> Looking Beef good, jerky. Billy Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Beef jerky? Oh, no, thank you, son. Gives me the wind, something terrible. Gives me the wind. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? So you brought it up to the last episode. We had somebody, if I back up, there was someone else commenting on tears, and it was our friend Wayne. Wayne Rush Sorrell uh, out there uh, had replied to Scott and to us that he really liked our episode. Uh, but just to let us know, Tears was a Getty Lee lyric. Uh, he really liked the Alice in Change version. Um, yeah. Oh, so did I. That was a real, that was a real uh, nice find on your part. Uh, well, I love that. Uh, yeah, I had never heard it. It was great, right? So um, apparently, that was Alice in Change uh, version is on the 40th anniversary of the 2112 release. That went on an official Rush release. Insane. So I didn't know that either. Oh, no kidding. Um, yeah. And then he also turned us on to uh, Leone Jane Kennedy, uh, an acoustic album of Rush covers. Um, and Tears is one of the songs on there. Well, as we know, our friend Steve and our friends over in Moving Pictures Scotland, apparently they've got a really close relationship with uh, Leonie Jane Kennedy, and uh, they've been posting pictures from being out on the road together. And um, if you have not checked her out, you have got to go check out the links that we posted uh, in Spotify, and we will have uh, tied to this podcast. But she is somebody we want to get on this show. Incredible treatments of what she did with these songs. And again, I think some that just make you pause, pause and, and kind of ponder things a little deeper. Uh, when it's really funny, like, you know, you, you have Rush songs uh, kind of evoke certain thoughts and make you think about certain things. But I've also noticed that in, when I've heard now several times different treatments by different artists kind of evokes same, similar, but different kinds of ponderings based on how someone's interpreting their work. It's really amazing. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those works. I guarantee you listen to it. It will move you in a way that maybe the original song was, it's just different from your connection with the song through Rush. That's, and that's like the sign of a great song that like it can connect to you in different ways through multiple artists. Right. Um, right. So or it can connect to different people that may not have connected with the original. Precisely an audience that never would have gone anywhere near rush is now very accessible and so i would love to have her on a, on the podcast talk all about her journey and what that's done with her fan base and like does she see a difference right is, as she's seeing like people coming out now like saying hey i heard your rush work because i believe she's got uh, a body of work that you know goes beyond just what she did with the rush uh, album here but, but anyway uh, out there with steve and the folks in moving pictures uh scotland and we will be uh on the on the show uh, we'll have here in a few weeks uh steve himself from moving pictures scotland so looking very much oh, forward to that looking forward to that for sure well in response to uh the original comment that wayne made regarding the lyric uh, you know, did did Getty write uh, tears? Did Neil write tears? 
uh, Wayne will be going to uh, see the uh, FN uh, uh, tour over in the UK, and uh, he has promised to ask the man himself when he's there. Ah, so, just to get the official clarification. Official clarification. Let's put this to rest right now. And if we find that, in fact, he wrote it, then we will take it upon ourselves to approach the good people at Rush.com to have that typo corrected. Yes. Okay. So I think we've cleared up all the old news. Do we have any other new tweets? Uh, we did. So many. Possibly. So we want to But, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big tweeter so uh I, I i don't know much about this platform really you don't much twat i i don't i don't tweet i don't tweet i don't twat and uh and i certainly don't x the fuck is that x i don't know but right now it's our primary way of interacting with our audience and we've had several polls that have been put out since the last time we came together to regroup and our friend scott monroe again audience goes nuts did a great job in helping us boost the results of our polls and we got more people voting and at this point where does the final tally stand on tears was it uh living in the limelight for our audience or did people wish it well what's interesting is we've now got the votes in 100 percent on tears living in the limelight 100- Hundred percent limelight. Well, hey, I, I, that's not surprising to me. And and we've had folks that have commented along the way. So since the poll has closed, we've had new people come into the fold. Um, as we know, you mentioned before, Lonesome George Five uh, actually tagged a friend of his uh, in the post and asked his friend at New Mercury. Uh, so PJ wrote back and said, uh, hey, Limelight for me, I enjoy this song and it's something a bit different on the album too, I think. And then he went on to add, I need to catch up on this pet podcast. I've listened to the first three episodes so far. So PJ, New Mercury, welcome into the clinic. Yeah. As we said, we hope your rash gets really, really bad and we hope you never cured and we'll do everything we can to... Uh, ensure we will do our damnedest to ensure that your rash does nothing but spread and get worse over time and we will help you at least once a week scratch that itch there you go that's our personal guarantee (laughs) all right and final piece of news regarding the twitter feed and um some commentary that i have to chime in on not necessarily entirely rush news but nonetheless i must make note here that we have made formal notice, public square notice. I have taken the bulletin and I have pounded it to the door for the whole public to read. I go out, I'm listening to this show called uh, The Ultimate Catalog Clash. Got this guy, you know, you know, Loki Corey over here. Well, that's where the other Corey Morissette, and I don't know which Loki version of Corey Morissette is on that podcast versus the other podcast he's doing. He's got all these podcasts. But this guy, he's also got this thing called And the Podcast Will Rock in the Corey Morissette Podcast Universe, the CMPU, has the nerve to say on this show called The Ultimate Catalog Clash that Alex Van Halen did not contribute to the songwriting of Van Halen. What the fuck? Now, but, hold on a minute. Eddie Van Halen, 
David Lee Roth. Yes. So in 1984, they said to Michael Anthony, look, you, Eddie got pissed finally and just said, look, Michael Anthony has never written a goddamn thing. You're no longer getting royalties now or for anything else that you really didn't write in the past from this point forward. And Michael Anthony said, okay, because it was the truth, right? Mm. Then Morissette goes on the air and says, ah, well, you know, Alex didn't really write anything or to the effect. He said it was just Eddie and Dave. My argument is fucking A, man. When you write a drum part, you write the music. And so what? That he didn't write the notes at? Maybe he did. I don't know if he does his own transcription, but Alex Van Halen is as much of a fucking songwriter for every goddamn Van Halen song, both eras, as Edward, and then either David or Sammy. But fucking A. So I posted out there. I blew the whistle on him. Roy Kent came out. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> how many fucking times on that Oi. podcast? How many times has this guy said how integral Mr. Alex Van Halen is to the whole formula there? Everything that fucking Eddie wrote on his bed, like, you know, sitting there, you know, drinking and snorting cocaine and playing guitar till three in the morning, writing these insane riffs. He would bring them into the studio where he would for 14 hours or eight hours or however every day for their whole lives work it out with Al. And Al never fucking gave a, I'm sorry, but he never gave a Charlie Watts performance. He never gave a Ringo Starr performance. I don't know of one Van Halen song where you can say Alex Van Halen was truly restrained in anything. And so why is that not songwriting? Why went into such a signature part of what Edward said, the brown sound is, which is his guitar, but more importantly, it's his brother's snare. It's the snap of his brother's snare. That's the Oh, that's sound. an iconic snare sound. So to the point, Al's that... sonic contribution and his drumming. The drumming, I don't care. Like I said, a fucking drummer plays it. They had to think it out. They had to structure it. They had to play this part there. And then they always play it going forward because it comes iconic. They wrote that fucking drum music. How else do you write drum music other than play? What about Hot for Teacher? I mean, how could he right. not have gotten royalties or, or or writing credit Whoa. for Hot for Teacher? Oh, man. So this guy, he tries to say, yo, calm down. Oh, back off. Oh, so the official statement, because I called him out. I said, hey, time out for drummers everywhere. Go fuck yourself. Uh, I, I said, you know, uh, Alex Van Halen contributed just as much as Ed and Dave in all Van Halen compositions. This is in all caps, exception being anything, of course, he didn't play on. But I demand audience and redress for statements made by Mr. CMPU. Whoa, fuck. Right. So <laughs> crazy, crazy. So then he replies with memes and everything. And then he puts out, check this out, an official statement, officially statement from the offices of the CMPU. There will be no statement at this time. So I'm going to tell uh, you what. Maybe you should go got a little, yourself. I can't wait till Mr. Corey Morissette is here. He's going to be here in a few weeks. Uh, he's going to be so letting the cat out of the bag. Uh, another guest uh, coming up. Um, and we're going to address this, I think, with the other drummers in the room. Well, you know, it, it it's just a thing in in the music industry. Bullshit. It's the, it's the melody and it's the lyrics. 
the drummer gets no Not respect. With fucking Van Halen, man. Not with Van Halen. No way. Well, you know, I I, I have to think um, about. Uh, Not with Rush. Uh uh-uh. No, well, well, that's a different story. But but uh, but I I want to talk about Billy Joel and uh, his Liberty. fantastic drummer Liberty Devito. Yes. And now Billy Joel's stuff with Liberty Devito that that guy made those songs with the yep. way he played and 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 those songs would not be as driving as the, as they would have i mean liberty devito he's fucking great but yeah that's liberty devito man when when liberty asked for additional royalties a little oh, extra cash you know a few bucks extra bucks billy. the guys got millions of dollars hey billy yeah. how about a slipping a few extra bucks for your old friend what did he do he fired him Fuck off. fired That's him right. got a hired hand and said see ya not only did he so, fire him he left his ass sitting on the fucking tarmac somewhere didn't he like said, you that can't I don't get on know. the plane. There's no room for you. Yeah, they fucking dropped his ass. Oh, they dropped After his ass. After all those years. And, and yeah. he, will, he will still get on if you haven't seen the movie. It's called Hired Gun. Uh, it is by Jason Hook, uh, one of the main producers and stars of the movie uh, of Five Finger Death Punch fame. Um, but he also made a fucking hell of a Gibson uh uh, he made he made the top of the line Epiphone Destroyer modeled on his Gibson, like part for part. So it was, hmm. like, it's just six hundred dollars less, but it's the same fucking guitar. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, Liberty is in that movie. They talk a lot about that situation. I would highly yeah. recommend it to everybody. Yes, long live Liberty. Long live Mick Mars. Uh, you know, uh, all up and all in for the disrespected, hardworking uh, musician. That's yes. right. But Rush, um, they set out from the beginning to be three equal players and sharers right. of all of the royalties and wealth. And that's why Neil wrote the lyrics, Getty and Alex wrote the music, and all three of them, with the exception of a, a handful of songs, they all three shared in the royalties from start to finish. And that is what kept them uh, tight and good friends. And there was no animosity ever. And uh, because, you know, money could just ruin everything. And and they they set out from the beginning that it was going to be fair and square, even Steven. And uh, and that is part of their legacy and uh, their greatness. (laughs) Absolutely is. I agree. So, uh, and that's why it's great to have these conversations to keep everyone cognizant and aware of one of the yet another reason why we're so uh, just enamored and, and love this fucking band. It's the yeah, way it this is. is that, we got, look, that's, that's the we reason. Rich. That's the reason why some of these bands break up over time. They they right, fight exactly, over the money. They, they fight over the royalties. That's right. They couldn't well, figure it out. You know what? Well, Queen did the same thing, right? Queen went in, um, I think, from a certain point midway in the career forward and just said everybody gets uh, equal share. And An equal so they share. Went, right. And so I heard some people complaining that, well, that was what, you know, basically then stopped people from Roger Taylor from coming up with great songs. Wonderful, fucking classic, beautiful, great songs like I'm in love with my car, like one of the best fucking Queen <laughs> songs ever. Right. 
You know, come on, tell me it's not true, right? Roger Taylor's uh, fucking genius. That song is brilliant. Yeah. And fuck anyone else who doesn't think the same way. So that's a message <laughs> for other podcast hosts that are out there. I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm extreme, but I, I kid because I love. So anyway, we're going to have Corey Morissette over here in a few weeks. Take him a task on Alex Van Halen. We did have another. Uh, so we had some folks, um, you know, uh, liking and responding to various posts and things that we've said. Um, we had someone forward a post. Uh, one of them was with regard to I reposted something with uh, uh, Tim from Why Why Not. Uh, somebody else responded to that. Who is this Tim Starachi? Uh, does he wear permanent press shirts while killing the absolute shit out of Cinderella Man? Um, and I think he got a like from the man himself. So uh, that was Dennis cool. Sind. So uh, at Dennis uh, Papello, uh, thank you for uh, chiming in. Uh, like I said, PJ, uh, thank you uh, for our friends at the Seaside Pod Review who may know that some comments were aimed at them. And uh, let's see, Judith Franks, uh, we got a, I got a like out of her. So, so can I take this time now to go back to uh, Alien Shore and Alien Shore. Uh, and and correct my uh, my pass vote, which I you, you know I'm going to stand by the pass. If uh, if I can't really uh, give it a a true, I don't want to just diss it or say oh. it's in the limelight. If oh. if if I don't feel it, sometimes, and I found this over the years, sometimes it takes a couple of listens to really get the message across so with Rush if songs. You, if you don't get it at the outset, you say you wish them well. I and can't then do you that. Can come back in a few weeks and say, hey, guys, you know what? It's actually living in the limelight. It's a shit song, yeah. but barely, you know, I, I listened to it and <laughs> ah, I'm there. It's just over the line at 50.1%. <laughs> you can come back no. at any time. Well, that's what I'm doing to now. Give the first vote. But that's why I said it, it's the pass. No, that's and, not an option. You can't well, abstain. This is not Congress. Hey, you need to be responsible here. It's a binary vote. I am the co-host. <laughs> and if I want to give it a pass, I'm going to oh. goddamn give it a pass. You see what I'm dealing with, folks? <laughs> this monster I've created. This guy didn't even want to do this. He thought it'd be three podcasts and we're out. And now he's taking over <laughs> everything. Fucking making up his own rules. He's like, I'll get Charles out of my life. I don't think I was all into it. We can still be friends. But now here comes the truth. He's like, I'm done with this shit. I don't want my free t-shirts. I don't want to go meet these Rush fans. I don't want to meet cool people like Why Why Not and Solar Federation. Oh, did we tell people that Solar Federation's coming in a few weeks? We have not. We oh, have not. well, if they tune in long enough and listen to this banter long enough, they get to hear news like, oh, who's coming in from Solar Federation? Badge Herb, oh! the wonderful drummer. So, a couple of weeks, we got Fedge coming in. He's very excited. He was texting with me today. Um, let's see. We are working on getting the folks from New World Men, Canada's own New World Men. Exciting. Folks, we are sharing with you what we are coming to call the scratch list. These are all the bands that are out there helping you scratch the itch every week, keeping the music of Russia live. So who else do we got coming in? We got Moving Pictures we, Scotland. We got my bandmates, Matt we and Janine. Got, I'm very oh, excited about that. 
We got second contact yeah. coming in. You second guys contact. are out there keeping the music alive. So we got next couple of months here, folks. We have got a great combination, great lineup. And this is our scratch list. These are folks that are out there. And we're going to post links to uh, all their shows that are coming up in the next few weeks. And these are folks that if you got an itch, you want to go scratch it live, you go see these bands. You're going to have a good time to wherever you're at gonna get your itch scratched you're gonna have a blast you're gonna hook up with other people who are like-minded and hey you never know where that goes from there i don't want to read about it i don't know any of those other apps and all that other stuff i don't want to know where it goes once we make a connection there that's all hmm? and it's all thanks to rush I agree. but honestly right it's all our, that's our right rush. it's all our rush seven rush. degrees of separation that's it it all comes back to this music that we love so much so shats yeah. we've stayed away from the music long enough do we need we, you haven't given us yet where, where what is this what is your goddamn vote on alien shore i give it a living in the limelight that song rocks <laughs> and all right and it That's... took me a couple of things and i gotta say you know my my uh my beats ear pods were not working last week i had to listen to it through these crappy little speakers on my laptop i couldn't really get the full effect of it but once i turned it on in my car and gave it a good listen that song rocks it and does. so it is a thumbs up for me it is living in the limelight all right, so we have corrected this this really outrageous, egregious behavior. I Travesty know of justice. You, you're standing by. Apparently, you're uh, you think you've got this power to uh, put create this past situation in the future. We will deal with these situations as they arise, but uh, you can uh, uh, assure uh, we can assure our audience of the integrity of the votes around here. That uh, and yes. and you know an honest effort to listen to the songs, right? And that's one of the things too that people have brought up, like, oh, you left the, you didn't leave the, you know, poll open long enough, and we want to listen to it and we want to come back. And that's what we've been noticing is that some of the comments people are going out and listening to the songs, and as we read before, um, you know, rediscovering and falling in love with music that perhaps just like us they ignored years ago. So that's our job on the rash, baby. So that's the feedback. So, Shats, right? One more thing before we wrap all this up. In terms of scratching that itch, you are going to the Bubba Bash. Oh, yeah. Bubba Bash oh, 2024. Man, 24. Yes. Tell us about at it. The, at the Keswick Theater in uh, beautiful uh, Pennsylvania, uh, right outside of Philly. And... Uh, it's going to have a, a star-studded cast. Um, why, why not? Of course, is going to be on stage hosting this this wonderful event, this charity event that's going to raise money for um, Cedar Sinai uh, Medical Center Cancer um, uh, Center uh, out in California, and uh, in memory of Neil Peart. And we're going to have they're going to have Mike Portnoy. Uh, Jonathan Dinklage, Jason Bittner, Frank Bello, John Wesley, Joe Bergamini, uh, Stephen Antonopoulos, Ed Antonopoulos. yes, yes, and Andre Ferrero. Yeah, uh, there'll probably be a, a few more people added to that list, uh, I, I suspect. Uh, tickets are on sale now as uh. As Tim had said, the, the place is half sold out. So if you are anywhere 
in the Philadelphia, South Jersey area or anywhere close by within driving distance or walking or flying or train or whatever, get your tickets uh, to the Keswick Theater, 291 North Keswick Avenue, Glenside, Pennsylvania. And what's that zip code? Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> 19038. <laughs> I'll give you the phone number, too. Ooh, all right. What's the phone number? It is 215-572-7650. That's yeah. 215-572-7650. Or you could just Google Bubba Bash 2024, and you will get all of that pertinent information. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pertinent information. Oh, flag on the play for the dad jokes. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. Well, that's going to be incredible. You are going. Uh, We know that Why Why Not is playing. uh, Where are they playing? They're playing in uh norwalk the night before i believe they're playing norwalk connecticut uh, on the fifth yeah yes that's right so we're getting wolfie wolf to go out there and see the boys so that's part of your scratch list and other details to come so shots uh, at this point you thinking maybe you're gonna go in there and check out the the sound check i think you were invited to some uh privilege to access a little sound check action yeah yes i think you were invited in so i think we're gonna have to have to report we're gonna need to know what's going on and people can tune in and find out and uh, that'll be wonderful but that'll be to come so we have shared wow at this point all of the cats are pretty much out of the bag oh we got other guests well no i got to i i I have some more information about uh, one of our other guests Whoa. Um, Solar Federation. Yeah. Solar Federation is going to be playing at the Whitaker Center in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on December 2nd. Okay. Another gig that I'm going to try to attend. And uh, apparently that is um, quite a beautiful uh, place. And uh, it is going to be quite a concert. Awesome. So, and so that's... If you're- if you're anywhere near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Hell you yes. should get over to uh, that Solar Federation show. Tickets are on sale for that also. So you want to go to the Solar Federation website or Facebook page uh, and check that out because that's going to be a great show too. That is excellent. And so you're going to hook up and go to that show, huh? I'm going to try to go to that show also, yeah. Excellent. A little bit farther away, um, but that's okay. They're worth it. And as we talked about, uh, we're going to have in a few weeks' time, we're trying to uh, make schedules now with New World Men. But uh, if you're listening from up in Quebec, uh, you can catch them out uh, December 14th at Otterburn Park, uh, again in uh, Quebec, uh, Centre Cultural de de la Pointe-Baleine. Uh, de la Ponte. I'm not sure my French is no good. Uh, but they've got gigs uh, posted out at their site if you go out to newworldmen.com. 
uh, gigs posted, gosh, well into the new year. And man, they have got a shtick. I love it. These guys are dressed up like the moving guys on the front of moving pictures. One of the one of the jokes, right? Moving pictures being a collection of jokes. Uh, one of the many jokes dressed as the guys that are moving pictures on the cover of moving pictures. But anyway. Oh, look at that. And, you know, a very interesting thing about uh this band and these guys the drummer is the singer yes that yes. is unbelievable right i so couldn't we even can't, imagine can't wait to have them in here you're not going to have to imagine too hard we'll see who's coming but uh we've got uh, some guys that are very excited and eager to be here as well so uh go out and see them if you're up there in quebec and then we've got our friends in Moving Pictures Scotland. So these guys have all of their dates up on their site, which would be movingpicturesuk.com. Uh, but you'll see Steve and company out at this point. It's out here through November, Newton Stewart, November 12th in Belfast, Ireland, November 13th in Derry. Uh, so they'll be back in the UK, back and they'll be in Hull in the first week of December. You need to go out to their site. They have got gigs going on constantly huge demand as we have said all along folks love their rush in yeah the yeah those guys These are guys busy. are all over the place man i yeah. love it so i honestly cannot wait to have them in here but you can get your tickets if you are listening to us from the uk and i am pleased to say that up to 20 percent of our audience is coming out of the uk so that's a quite a significant uh percentage there chat so our friend, yeah 20 percent that is yes. awesome from across Huge. the pond well you know what i think it's our friend wayne pumping up all the numbers for us he's got his friends he's been forwarding us he's been doing a lot of chatting us up he's we got to get wayne on the show so wayne if you're listening to this episode you need to dm us and arrange for your time to come in and talk to us your friends here at the rash so we're looking yeah forward. yeah we would love to talk to anybody that's got a severe uh case of uh dermatitis rush dermatitis uh, not just musicians and, and band people, but no. we would love to talk to anybody that that is a huge Rush fan. Or even if you're not, you just want to come on and say, you know what, I got maybe, a, it's, it's a, I got like a minor skin irritation, but we don't give a shit. Come on out. We don't care. You're the full spectrum here. We are, think of us <laughs> as your emergency response clinic. For all things rush, you need some kind of rush. You got the rash. You got to come here. We'll put you in the containment unit. We'll figure out where you're at. We'll get you out here. We'll get you all scratched up, and then you'll be all right for about a and week we'll or so. It. And then you come back. You do it again. Yeah, we do it over and over. We'll play a song for you. You'll vote on it. Yeah, it'll be very cool. You're gonna be gonna be fine. You're gonna be great. Don't trust me. Everything is gonna be okay here at the rash all right so you got your rash you're here we're gonna help but hey go see moving go see all these bands folks because what's the bottom line these are all tributes tributes to rush even a band like why why not that is taking taking that sound and taking it to a new place all the great rush material i mean shit from their very first gig with no practice at all give me a break these guys are insane <laughs> bands as technically proficient as the others there's the other band 2112 out of canada uh that allowed moving pictures uh to to use their uh the the drum kit that you were so enamored with sir um at their lakeside park gig for neil's drum family kit. 
Yeah, so we're going to uh, working on getting 2112 uh, in here as well. Um, but can't wait to have Steve from Moving Pictures today. He'll tell us all about that gig at Lakeside Park and so much more. So with that, folks, that's the scratch list for this week. Welcome to the new feature. Hope you enjoyed it. All right, you got some, you got an itch. Go see these guys live. If you're around, if you're where they are, go check them out. Uh, because that's the community. That's the Rush universe, right? Yeah, so. and we will bring you more bands from around the country and around the globe so that wherever you are listening to this uh, crazy podcast, you can find a Rush tribute show to scratch your itch. There you go. We love it. All right. Well, shots. the last piece of input we got was from the Sully man who has been chiming in uh offline giving us his advice kind of becoming like you know the fifth beetle now of rush rush this is the way this guy works behind the scenes you know he's like a sage maker he's out here he's helping us uh he says hey look you know sometimes uh people uh i, I was a little concerned that like you know i'm blurting shit out we go and we're about what we're about to do now why are we here we're gonna roll roll the bones maybe should we start this part and then i'll give you a little feedback because it's directly related here to this part uh, of the show so we want to we want to go right. right to the song and then we'll come back yeah. to that yeah because it ain't <clears throat> i mean it's feedback don't get me wrong it could go under that part of the show that we call feedback there but this is tied directly to this part which is what we call why we're here we're, let me ask you a question why are we here because we're here roll, roll the, the bones. bones baby that's why we're here so we're about to roll the bones but, you know, I was a little concerned that, like, I've noticed a little pattern on the show as I was going back and listening, um, that I tend to blurt out, like, immediately, whether I love the song or not. Like, and I'm like, well, what? you know, element of suspense, I should probably be keeping my mouth shut until we get through the song. Mm. You know, yeah, but I of mean, course, uh, it's so fucking obvious. Like, come on. Well, like, like Spirit of Radio. You know, like, that, like that comes the spirit on the of the radio. Yeah. Like yeah. The, spirit, the, of the spirit of the radio. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah you I wise mean, ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said, so I, I'm looking for advice. And so I go to my fifth Beatle friend here and I say, hey, Sully, man, what do you think? Should I be blurting that shit out? Should I keep it to myself? He says, well, as a listener, I expect you to know every Rush song because I'm expecting to hear your opinion and expertise. So if you give away your like or dislike in advance, it's okay with me. Because I get to hear your explanation as we advance through the song. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm still kind of hmm. on the fence of whether I should blurt it out or I should keep it like, you know, in surprise here. So what do you, I don't know what you think on the thing, but that was the last piece of feedback that we got. Because here we are. Okay. We are here. We're here. I got an itching to hear something. I'm sure you do too. What are you itching to hear? Ooh. Oh, I caught you off guard again. Yeah, what am I? You know this question. Well, this question. Look, Shaz, yeah, well, all right, I, offline. You know, hey, I can see voices aside. This is going to come up every episode. Just FYI, right? Oh, so I should have something ready you to go. You might want, yeah, maybe. <clears throat> can you handle that, please? Okay. <laughs> uh, you should hear how these other guys on these other podcasts go at each other. Yeah, oh my God, that. the guys over on can the Seaside Pod Review. Oh shit! Can you handle that. Ooh. <laughs> can you handle that, boy. You know, all right, I, I I will have it ready to go. You know all right, what do you got yeah. then? Well, I, I said you it last week. Hook. Yeah, I said it last week. I'd love to hear the mission. That's a great what? song. You're still yeah. on that? I'm still on that one, yeah. Well, well I haven't heard it yet. That? We huh? haven't heard it. What do you want huh. from me? Huh, okay. Huh, all right. 
Well, I mean, and how about you, Chaz? Like, well, usually like people like, you know, from week to week kind of go in and out and like, maybe they got like, you know, different things going on in life. Like maybe every day, but you hear something. Hold on on a second. Different on Wednesday. Every episode. The fuck? You want to hear emotion detector. No, I'm just going to change that. Every episode. Oh, tonight you're going to change it. Yeah, sure you are. Yeah, yeah, sure you are. I did. I did. Okay. All right. What do you want to hear? Well, emotion detector is going to be funny when it comes up. But I mean, the bottom <laughs> line is there's so many other songs in the catalog. And I so I many. I might be in a place where maybe I want to hear the garden tonight. Maybe I'm like very, uh, you know, oh, uh, see. OK, we can't even joke about that song. All right. Maybe I'm no. in a place where I want to hear working man. Ah. Yeah, and I think call you know me what? the working man. I want to hear "Train to Bangkok." Train to Bangkok. Train to Bangkok. Is that what it's called? Passage. Passage to Bangkok. Oh wait. So uh. oh oh, oh <laughs> a passage to Bangkok. Um. Yeah. You know. Because... There you go. Because when I thought "Working Man," I don't know why I heard that riff in my head, but we're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with "Passage to Bangkok." So all right. All right, with no further ado, I think we're gonna have we to roll burn the midnight oil. How many shots are we doing tonight? We have to hoist the McAllen. How many? Ooh, um, I need five shots tonight. Five shots. Holy! I shit, do. Shots. I I need. I had a rough day. I need five shots. Holy shit! Shots needs five shots because he had a shitty day. Oh, uh, I think a couple wasn't a shitty things. day. No, you Just know it wasn't. Like like Tim said last week. You know, these things happen, they come up, you might have a rough patch, but it never makes a bad day. You know what? He did say that. I, you know what? I did did say that. that. And I was like, I've had bad times, but I've never had a bad day. Maybe a bad Just like he said, he's he's never a bad hour. Yeah. He's never said, he said also, he'd never had a bad gig. Maybe a, you know, a flub here and there, never a bad gig couple bad songs right yeah great yeah. attitude and great i'm attitude. i'm i'm with him on that uh never i've never had a bad gig overall we've had i've had mistakes and flubs and things have come up but i at the end of the night i come off saying wow that was a fucking blast well i'll tell you what um at richard fetter 69 from fort lee new jersey wrote in and said you know what you fucked up when you're out at the uh, country club uh, you didn't play uh, Tom Sawyer. You played Living in the Limelight. So he just wanted you to know that uh, that's not what that song was. Thank he you, was Richard. Talking to you. He was talking to you. <laughs> All right. Five shots for Shats' day. And we have shuffled. Wow. Look at that. Anagram off of Presto. I don't even know that song. And around she goes. Where does she stop? One little victory. little victory. All right. Oh, another one off of Vapor Trails. Um, just the facts, Shats. What do we got? Well, uh, Vapor Trails released in 2002. This was uh, their um, comeback album after uh, Neil's uh, tragic events. Uh, we've been through the uh, the credits. Uh, Paul Northfield was the producer on this and uh, was mixed by David Leonard, mastered by Howie Weinberg at Master Disc. 
Master Dick. Master Dick. <laughs> so, All right. Sorry, yeah, Hallie. What the hell's on Master your mind? Disc. <laughs> Say that again. Go ahead. Uh, mastered by Howie Weinberg at Master Disc in Master New Dicks. York City. <laughs> Master <Okay. Dicks>. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> And uh, yeah, so this is One Little Victory. And this is, let's see, where is this song? Oh, it's the first track. It is the first track on this album. Uh, five minutes and eight seconds. Music by Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson. Lyrics by none other than Neil Peart. And let's roll it. Let's hear well, this hold thing. Hold on, our friends over at Rush Vault tell us that this song uh, is uh, the, the overall theme take a chance, achieve victory, keep that mindset, achieve more. Wow, yes. So as I remember this song, a uh, very positive, uplifting message as we have come to expect from our friends in Rush. So without further ado, uh, let us get this uh, into the right window. Okay. All right, chats, with all the facts out of the way, like any good court case, let's hit play. certain wow. measure of innocence willing to appear naive a certain degree of imagination a measure of make-believe a certain degree of surrender to the forces of light and heat a shot of satisfaction in a willingness to risk defeat celebrate the moment did you hear Getty on that second verse? Fucking A. Ripping man. it out. All the, I mean, yes. he was up there in the stratosphere. Yeah. For where he had been prior to this. Yes. For years. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. belting it out. Just like the old days. This was like a return to form. This truly was. And what a powerful yeah. opener. So let me, oh, let me ask you about killer. the, come on, the beat coming into this song, dude. Tell me about what's he playing. Holy oh, he's doing a double wow. bass, a double Ooh. bass groove. That's just awesome. 
And he doesn't, you know, over the years, uh, Neil never really did like just a double bass beat. Uh, I was going to uh, say, I don't driving I don't double bass. Think, yeah, I don't think of double bass uh, drum when I think of Neil Peart. I think that's like a crutch that a lot of other drummers use. No offense, but I that's not one I ever really ascribed to him at all. So that's what's going on there, huh? Those yeah, he did like it more and more. Toms. He, he, no, no, it's double bass. Okay, you you can go back and uh, and and replay it, but that that opener is really heavy. Yeah, and that was super heavy. Love it. It was just no, and I don't think we should go back and replay just for the simple reason that this is a five minute song and we listened to. I could not. I didn't want to stop that man. I just wanted that to roll right. God. Oh, I know. Yeah. How can so you stop? Long. Well, and just, you know, I think the energy like this was Rush coming back and even the the kinetic energy expressed in the album cover itself. Right. You know, this like is that and I'm not looking at it up close, but I couldn't I remember because I didn't buy the album. And this is the thing, like, you know, like the way our, our experience with Rush, like especially as it went on, you know, and, and media changed, it changed. Right. You know, you didn't get the big records anymore. You had these little CDs and all the other shit. Right. Um, and right. then now it's Spotify. There's nothing to hold. So I can't tell if that's the globe or whatever, but just the kinetic movement in the the sphere that's going across the Calvin cover, you know, just the the real yeah. sense of urgency to it, what they did with the logo. And that was one of the things I always loved about Rush was that, you know, you go out and look for logos for this band. There's like 27 different logos, you know, they, the Yeah, they changed and, it up. And they're all official, like every album, it was different, right? And I love that. That alone just kind of reinvents them and says F you to the record industry and F you to your norms. This art represents what our vision is just as much as the music on it. And if we want it to be different this way, that's the way it's going to be. And, you know, uh, you can go uh, sell that uh, on the on the, the profits on the on the studio wall. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and that's what they did. Right. They took those profits all the way to the bank by maintaining their integrity and being themselves. Yeah. Fucking yeah. A. Wow, that was long-winded. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the album cover. I, I have two different versions. One has a little bit blue on the right side. Looks kind of like the globe, like screeching across the galaxy. Yeah. And then the one I'm looking at on the, uh, the Rush uh, website is all red. Really, and uh, and it looks like more like a meteorite passing through the atmosphere, just all on fire. Really, okay. So I'm yeah. looking at the the remixed uh, version cover, um, but I don't know what the original artwork looked like. If any of uh, our listeners do, and they want to help us out, uh, post it out to our Facebook or post a link out to uh, Twitter, and we'll be happy to read and share about that on the air as we go forward but man so yeah. much powerful stuff going on here um man i mean those lyrics alone i just love where this is coming from so what do we say we keep it going yeah Falsetto there. 
Yeah. Yeah, I love the heaviness of the guitars. He's got like a, it's like a Zeppelin kind of sound going on in there. That sonic, it's like really deep. I'm hearing it like deep back in my headphones here. Love the, and that's the thing, right? I just love the separation in the music. And I love the idea that it, it's still even like, it sounds like we're in the studio with them as they're recording this. Like I can hear mm. Al over here. I can hear Neil, you know, Getty and like, wow, what was that? That, that falsetto. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was unexpected. I, I kind of forgot about that, but um, don't you think here that bass sound, I don't know, to me, maybe a little thin. Not quite the fat, big fat sound that we kind of were talking about before. Um, yeah, um, you know, I didn't pick up on that. I'm, I'm hearing drums. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm focusing on the All drums. Right. But let me, let me focus on the bass a little bit, and I'll come back to you on that. All right, here we go. Yeah, man. Return to form. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, you know, the bass and, and guitar uh, in the verses is so synchronized. They are so together on that, um, that, you know, they become one sound. So I, I couldn't even really tell you if the bass sounded thin or, you know, they, because they were just blended together so tight that it, it just like, like I said, it to me, it just became one sound and uh, a wall of sound yeah to me that's where the bass kind of gets thin because to me it was being consumed by the guitars and it should kind of stand out on its own a little bit stronger i think if they had given it mm. maybe some more separation in the mix that it would have done that well i think that's but that's i love what they it were it's going heavy for. as hell and maybe oh yeah, yeah. okay i maybe, think they I were mean, going for that they were going for that blending of the sounds to create one sound well, you know, I would love My to opinion. get I would love to get them in here and ask them what the hell it was that they were going for. I mean, guys, now, what wouldn't the that hell be cool? was it? What were you going for there? Right? That would be pretty neat. And the way uh the way Getty the way Getty is uh is singing these lyrics is just great. And you hear a little bit of uh of of him in the background also, some uh not necessarily harmonies, but maybe answers uh to uh questions or just uh, extra stuff in the background which is cool the one little victory i'd love that you love that huh so he's kind of doing his like call and response thing <clears throat> and maybe it was I, I i couldn't really hear what he was victory. saying in the background. yeah you can kind of hear it yeah i know what you're saying yeah yeah definitely good stuff all right and you know that this one is actually a pretty straightforward rocker from where Al's coming from. Like I said, kind of has this Zeppelin feel. The song is five chords. Um, they're pretty straightforward. You know, it's basically a rocker and E. Um, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Certainly pretty straightforward, all major chords. 
Um, so yeah, it has a, a great feel. It's bouncing. Let's keep going. Yeah, not much in uh, in the way of uh, time signatures. It's all straight forward. Just boom, 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 just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, boom, just boom, driving. Boom, boom, even though i mean that that opener and that's where some of his greatest openers are it's what he does within the space of four four now i mean also all yeah. the other moving shit around playing in seven eight playing in other weird time signatures but just what he does within those lane lines that's what when i was playing the drums i was so uh fascinated with is that like the same four four that i'm trying to play within what he does in that same four four right that's where i was just like oh professor let me just play along let me just find something oh, to yeah. get in there with you because man what he's doing in that same space was just so profound it was like this... i was just just finding little pieces that i could say oh i could do that part or i could you know play that part on the on the symbol or i could do that part at the right time i mean yeah because for me it was never the whole thing i never at never tried to bite off a whole Neil Peart, you know, part. Uh, never. No, <laughs> you know, you got to take it in little, little increments and, Ooh. and, uh, and his use of syncopation with his uh, bass drum yes. and, uh, and snare drum. That's, that's where it changes up. He's never four on the floor. Just boom, no. boom, boom, boom. No. It's all right. That's what I'm boom, saying. Boom, boom, There's so much boom, color da, within da, that four, four. Yeah. His four four is so different than mine. He does so much within the same four. It's like, how the fuck does he do that? Because it's four yeah. four. It's all it is. But yeah, he just does so much there. I know it's crazy. I love the drums for that reason. It was it was him. I mean, it was he was the reason I fell in love with the drums. It's the reason I yeah. even thought I can do this. I can dispel the lie that I can't just go sit down and do it, Jazz. And I did. <laughs> smile every time he does that you like that huh? <laughs> oh it's very cool right this it's is a so point cool. when people didn't think he could do that anymore right what was this <laughs> when did this come out what year was this this, this was, was uh two, this 2002 was Neil's return so 2000 yeah okay so this was early yeah yeah man great stuff so we've not really been these lyrics right clearly just kind of getting back in the game taking a chance not being afraid right yeah you know i think very uplifting um let's just keep going shit because we're getting to another switch in the music oh like what he's doing with the guitar back there a very jimmy page sound here
so. All right. Now, you know, we had Scott Monroe on. He's talking about how it strikes him as metal and he's putting it in proggy metal category. We had why, why not on. I brought up the metal question. Everyone's like, no, no, they're not metal. They're not metal. Um, I'm sorry. And this fucking song is metal. That and is there's metal. some other parts of yeah. metal. They're a metal band, dude. I know that they're chameleons and they did a lot of things, but they are just as metal. I thought about that long and hard afterward. They are just as metal as any other metal band. They don't when live they want the metal lifestyle. They don't look yeah. metal, right? They don't act metal. But fucking A, if they won't blow any metal band off the stage, I'm sorry, when they play metal, because they do play right. metal. <laughs> when, like this this song is uh is well, heavy yeah. as as anything else yeah. but they're but but they're only metal when they want to be and then no, they could be whatever else they want to be they are frequently metal is my point <clears throat> they may want i i would love to fucking ask i wonder if alex lifeson has ever answered the question or getty do you guys consider yourselves a metal band I bet they'd all be like, no, no, of course not. No, we're not. But I'm mm. telling you, man, that's metal. That's as metal as any damn metal yeah. that I've ever. They so. they created they created their <laughs> own <laughs> genre. Yes, yes, yes. Prog metal. Yes, prog metal. They are prog the, metal. the granddaddies of prog metal. When Rush went more metal, they kind of went like radio friendly pop metal, not the stuff that like would be the rush of old with a metal tinge you know what i mean so like the true metal ethos of like you know witches and wizards about and, uh, space and time and all and, those and, things yeah. sci-fi and medieval themes and all those things that would make great metal they were clearly very prog at that time yes you know, it's yeah. squarely prog but, at that time. But then they went metal with their sound and then they abandoned the metal type lyrics that would have gone with it. Would actually true. be pretty cool to see were there like metal bands that have covered early Rush with a metal treatment and how well does that work? I think we're going to have to do that as a homework assignment. Here. Ah, okay. What do you think? Yeah, I, look, if you want to go down that uh, that path. You don't seem like you're much of a homework guy. <laughs> Why am I getting an impression? I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a homework guy. This is but I will do homework. my research. All right. I will do my research. Homework. We're talking about all this. I got one thing I got to do. Shats, is this limited in the limelight or is it we wish in the world? What are we doing? Oh, no, man. This, this song lives, squarely lives in the limelight. Absolutely. Love that riff. Two thumbs up on that one. Love that riff. Hey, this song will be featured in the Steel Revenge next set list. Uh, We are playing Limelight. So, got Hey, awesome. Madman Mano, he'll be here in a few weeks. Another guest coming up, folks. Madman Mano from my band Steel Revenge. He will be here in a few weeks, my drummer. And yes, we're playing Limelight. So, yeah. So, I have my first drummer with Mr. Guido, Pete Guido. Remember him? We, we yeah, have, yeah, yeah. He's going to be coming back again, too. And uh, we're going to have so my first drummer, Pete. Now my current drummer, Mr. Mano. So very nice. Cool. So anyway, Maybe you can have them both on the same That would uh, be podcast. interesting. That would yeah. be interesting. We'll see what Lumpy does to the, him. The before and after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're great guys, both of them. So um, I think at this point, I got to tell you where I'm at. Do you want to well, know where I'm at? You never asked me. I, of course. 
Hey, Chaz, dude, where are you <laughs> out with this song? Oh. Is it living in the limelight for you or you're wishing it well? Or maybe you want to pass. You know, uh, you, you, your tone is a little condescending with your whole fucking uh, pass <laughs> thing here. Listen, I, I knew this was going to come up and I'm not going to pass. I'm right in this. This song. Yeah, you hear it. Look at that. I love activating the little uh, thumbs up in my Zoom <laughs> camera here. Is that doing that for you? No, you don't have a Mac. <laughs> no. That's my MacBook. Ah, oh, wait. Wow, we've come full circle. Beginning of the show, I'm like, fuck, Max. At the end of the show, I'm loving it because there's my thumbs up. Oh, it's gone. Oh, there it <laughs> no, is. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's neat. All right. I love it. That's cool. Where's the price tag? Not. All right. So, hey, okay, we got through that. We are both, uh, I think, man. Um, I say what? So why that song rocks? Uh, I mean, I yes, I would so heavy. Yes, I wouldn't mind if you uh, ran it again. I could sit through it again. You know what? But we and could... and at the go ahead. What? No, go ahead. What are you gonna say? This. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's a, a part at the beginning, a little bass riff that is so cool. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Shats, here on the rash, we can do anything we want. So why don't I run this song back as we wrap up the uh, the events of today. But listen to this right from the outset, right? Totally metal. Those drums, you know. Oh, the drums like, are crazy. Would, would kill to be able to play that, right? Uh, but this is so And the guitar metal. riff. Yeah. I do wish. Wait, wait, here uh, it is. Here, wait, wait, listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, oh, so Getty. to me, this sounds a little thin. I wish there was more throat in that bass. Yeah, I don't know what he's mm. playing on this album, but I wish that was a little punchier because it sounds so. Yeah, good. it's not the yeah. Rick. It's uh, no, definitely really a jazz not. bass. You hear it there? It's just kind of popping in. It's not really like you know, really thick in the mix. It's not very but snappy. This, no, it's not. But this is. But this, this is, is heavy. Tight. This is so great. solid. Yeah. But a heavier bass would have made this even heavier, right? Especially that jam at the end. Holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah, without going back through the whole song, man. Wow. What a rocker. So glad we got Great. that one tonight. Um, the way it comes in. That itch with this. The way yes. it comes in and the way it ends, it just yeah. kind of falls off a cliff and leaves you, leaves you dangling. Yeah, yeah. And that's like the best of Rush. Like when he ends a song with the Leipzig Court, you know, just as much as it's exciting to hear it when he starts it, it's that also abrupt end that he'll use that ding effect that you're uh -huh. just left with the ringing and the like, what happened? What, yeah, what, just, what happened to the music? What Well, what happened to the music? What did I just go through? Wow, that experience. Um, one little victory, one little victory, a certain amount of resistance to the forces of light and love, a certain measure of tolerance, a willingness to rise above one little victory, one little victory. God, a certain measure of righteousness, certain amount of force, certain degree of determination, daring on a different course. Wow. Now, I mean, I read those out of uh, sequence, but these are uh, the way I'm reading this song is like just these, these verses are just kind of meant to stand alone, man. Celebrate the mm. moment as it turns into one more, another chance at victory, another chance to score. Uh, I don't know. Is this, uh, you know, are we thinking like, you know, uh, the, the motivation here? 
you know to me this is like well, neil kind of fighting back from a very dark place well one little victory every you know every every moment that he could have a bit of happiness or a bit of 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 upliftingness uh is one little victory and and that's the way he brought himself back one little victory at a time yeah and yeah. so i think that's what this uh this is saying uh, well, to a and, certain degree right and one victory will lead to the next and lead to the next and get up and you can do this and i think that was him telling himself that everything's going to be okay quite honestly right you can do this you can win this because yeah. quite honestly right i think for him even getting back to rush after his you know uh long motorcycle ride and his you know years of kind of uh, forced exile as he kind of went through his pain you know really brought him back fighting and as we can see right i mean you know vapor trails went into then snakes and arrows which was one of their best works right yeah and then you yep. know capped off by clockwork orange and all those tours in between they were a power clockwork orange wait that's a different show <laughs> <laughs> clockwork, clockwork all those tours in between right up to yeah. then r40 uh they were a powerhouse for damn near another 20 years right from this point yeah. so you know he really did pick himself up and dust himself off and that's kind of the point where i was going so yeah clockwork angels makes it all crazy with the clockwork orange it's so close and i'm thinking oh geez <laughs> these guys are walking down with their baseball bats getting down on all that shit the itty bitty shitty committees in their head this is what neil was actually really good at was like giving us these lyrics where if shit was getting us down you just go dive in deep on one of his tunes and you could come back out the other end and be like hey it's gonna be all right you know what i mean it's kind of what i took from this it's so fucking deep That's but right. one thing that yeah. ain't all right is this fucking guy loki Corey morissette coming in here all the time now with his opinions on alex van allen uh, i i feel like i got an interloper in the house here he is yep Corey morissette everybody he's gonna tell us all about the deep dive network but Corey. We got issues. Oh boy, that means I got to talk about the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, which features yeah. such shows as Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited, featuring myself and Scott Haskin, Backtracks Theme Music, featuring myself and John Mariano, The Ultimate Catalog Clash, featuring myself and Kevin Brown. Kevin also hosts the Tom Petty Project and Seaside Pod Review with the one and only Randy Woods. You got Scott Haskin at Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast, and the Haskin Cask. Nate and, ja Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast. Craig and Jonathan at So Far, So Pot, So What. Quinn at and Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. And Chaz and Chats at Rush Rash, and of course, all of our friends at the Sean Geek and Fast Red Podcast, You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast, the DLR cast, the Bogus Dota Show, Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich, Dissect That Film, Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast, and Jeff Brewer says, are you going to split this fucking show into four parts, because it's going way too long. That's our cue to shut the hell up. <laughs> All right, Jesus, he's still very good at this, no matter what our issues are with him. Uh, he's so, the best. Right. 
looking forward to having him here in a couple of weeks. So everybody tune in for that episode. Shats, you had some gigs this past week. You had a, a gig over the weekend, a big gig, huh? What did you, where did you play? Oh, well, we played at Uncle Tommy's up in beautiful Pearl River, New York. Oh, I uh, bet that was slapping. Was it slapping like the kids great. say? It was slapping, right? Oh, uh, it was slapping, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was rocking. Uh, great crowd. And uh, and then Sunday, we did an outdoor gig, probably one of our last of the year. We were invited to the Felician College uh, homecoming day. And we were one of a few bands playing uh, throughout the day. And uh, it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. That's great, man. Yeah, because we never have a bad show. We never have a bad day. We have kind of taken the uh, we've kind of gotten that contagion on us from from having folks in the the Rush universe come in and spread that with us. So you see, that's that's right. All along, we've maintained. Right. Good things happen when you listen to Rush. Good. It is the 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 teachings of Tim. Good vibes, the teachings love of it. Tim, which are the teachings of Neil, which are the teachings of every the cult of Rush. We are the cult of Rush. <laughs> the cult of Rush. Yes. So are we gonna we're gonna um play some games here with this. We song got now? a game. All right. Tell us, Mr. Drummer Man. You hear the monkey. You hear the monkey. We didn't do it beforehand. We should have, but tell me what were the beats per minute. I'm gonna put this song at about a hundred and twenty. 25 beats per minute 125 you're so confident in that huh yes you i think am. you think that that's what it might be you how again i think i gotta ask you this every time shots how long have you been playing drums Go fuck yourself. i've been playing drums for almost 40 years how long have you been playing rush Go fuck I've been playing, wait a minute, I've been playing this longer than 40 years. Ah, you've been playing longer than 40? Oh, you're a boomer. You've been playing 50 uh, 40, years. 44 years I've 44 been playing drums. years. And I've been playing Rush <laughs> for about 42 of those 44 years. Fucking A. So no wonder you can come And like so- I said before, I'm still trying to get it right. He's still trying to get it right. Well, guess what? No wonder <laughs> what? you can still come in so fucking close. 130. 130 BPM. So very close. Right. Um, I've seen other sources that said 128. So I think you're right in that sweet spot there. I think that's probably what it is. The song said it was in E minor. I got a sheet music here that says 128. So anyway, you're in the ballpark. You're really close. Oh, look, 128, 130. Yeah, it's all right. It's all good. It's 100, four, four, 125, you know. Typically, if I if I start out at 125, I'm going to be ending up at 135. I was going to say, people song. don't notice, right? So that was, I was going to ask, right? So when we see these ranges, right? That is basically like the comfortable range that you would play this song that nobody would really notice if you're 125, 133, right? The musicians notice really very few people else are going to notice that. Yeah, 125, um, if if it's at 128, 130, 125 might feel a, a bit sluggish, just a tad sluggish. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And right. and this song really has to drive. It has to move. So do, I, do, I would say, do, do. yeah, it, it um, it's probably better to, to kick it up a couple of beats rather than That's slow it I'm down. That's what I'm talking about. If okay, well. It live. All right. Well, let me ask you this then. If there were if Rush were out playing it live, and let's say they had, I don't know what, by the point that this was released, maybe five more tours, 
right? So in that time, sure, yeah, with R40, this record, the other ones. Yeah, so that uh, it was uh, it was this uh, one. Four tours, so four tours. They had four. They had Vapor Trail, Snakes and Arrows, Clockwork, and R40. Uh, R40. But they also had... Um, uh, um, um, oh, did they do a feedback tour? No, it wasn't feedback. It was right between... Uh, before Ve uh, before Clockwork Angels, and it was called the Time Machine Tour. That was an actual yeah. tour. So there were five the Time Machine tours. Tour. Okay. Yes. So five tours. Over the course of five tours, this song came out in uh, twenty uh, in uh, two thousand two. Two thousand two. Five tours. Five tours. Since then how many and times I would did say they play it? I would say because this was the uh, opening track, they probably played this live. I'm going to guess. And I'm going to say they certainly played it on the whole um, Vapor Trails tour. So that was probably 60 or 70 shows. So that's 70. And then they probably played it again on on maybe not every tour but uh let's say on one other there i'm gonna say they played this song 150 times wow okay well we're gonna dive right in now and take a look closest to the pin without going over i'm gonna guess that they played this song i want to say 258 times that's my guess let's see okay. here we go closest to the pin Stop, you hear the fucking horns. I win 259 times. Fucking A. That is so uh, cool. Chaz, you know, that is remarkable. Yes. You are like wow. a savant. I am rolling, man. I am rolling. So the first time they played this was June 28th, 2002, uh, up in Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, Oh, nice. Okay, last time they played it. Last time they played it? Uh-huh. Oh. They didn't play it on R40. And oh. they probably, they probably, I don't think they played it R40. We said they played um, in five years. When was R40? 2015? Uh, it was 2015. Then that would be R40. And, right. But I don't, I don't know that they played this on R40. They, they might have did. played it. They oh, they did. They played it at your show. They played it 23 times on uh, in 2015. Wow. They did. So when was the last time they played it? Well, then I'm going to say they played it at the uh, uh, the last show. The Forum in Inglewood, California. Yeah. Yes. August 1st, 2015. Their last so show. There so go. there you go. Yeah. That's correct on that. This song was powerhouse, and I think it is much better live. I think that the what we're talking about, the throaty, really great Getty Lee bass tone, and that's a lot, you know, where we talk about like the songs that, you know, where like Tim was saying, where the bass dropped out, got really farty and thin in the '90s. It all redeems itself on those last few years in the live shows. That's when oh, he, yeah. you know, definitely had the right sound. That's how it should have been recorded, right? I, I think at least for a lot of those songs, because so many of them were so damn good. But you just kind of you know breeze through them like you did uh in the 90s right um so mm -hmm. anyway shots we made it through another friggin episode of the rash how you right. feeling I, is, are, you, are you satisfied uh yeah my my itch feels good all right uh, it I'm, feels good yeah we're rolling yeah, I, right I, along i need no calamine tonight i need no benadryl i am satiated 
All right, I want you to rhyme something with Benadryl. Benadryl. Not chlorophyll. Not chlorophyll. Madrigal. Madrigal. Okay. No, I was thinking. And not Mass and Gill. Mass and Gill. Oh, geez. <laughs> All right. With that, folks, we got to stop. We're going right back in the gutter and we're going to pull it right out. Until next week, you know, you know what we got to say at this point. Go scratch. Go scratch that itch, dudes. Yeah, man. And ladies and ladies. Peace out, man. Rush, rush. Thank you. Thank you very much.